Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, December 2nd. Here are impeachment inquiry updates from today's show. By the end of this month, more than 500 Ukrainian prosecutors will be out of their jobs as part of a sweeping professional review under Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. Among the prosecutors heading for the exits, a key contact for Rudy Giuliani. The prosecutor purge is just one of several corruption-busting efforts set in motion by Zelensky, but it puts into sharp relief his twin challenges, trying to balance his clean government promises at home with his needs to keep President Trump from turning against him and his country. Zelensky's bind is not hard to spot. Trump's views on Ukraine and his demands to investigate the Biden family were largely shaped by Giuliani. The theories and opinions that were passed to the president's personal lawyer came from the very officials whom Ukrainian activists say are, in fact, the prime corruption culprits in their own system. Now that Zelensky's reform push is underway, some of those Giuliani-linked officials are in the crosshairs. A prosecutor named Konstantin Kulik is one of the first. He was a key player in the effort to provide Giuliani with political ammunition of dubious accuracy. Zelensky's new hand-picked prosecutor general, Ruslan Ryabashapka, last week gave a dismissal notice to Kulik. Kulik denies meeting Giuliani, but former associates say he prepared a seven-page dossier that his boss later passed along to the former New York City mayor. Kulik was fired after failing to turn up for an examination that was part of a review process that will assess prosecutors across the country. At least 569 other prosecutors have also failed to meet the standards of the review and will be laid off this month. Ryashapka has also started to audit how previous investigations were pursued against the owner of Burisma, the natural gas company that employed former Vice President Joe Biden's son, Hunter. But anti-corruption activists say the audit is unlikely to produce any new information that would lead to evidence of wrongdoing on the part of Biden, since no evidence has emerged. But Burisma executives could still get indicted for other crimes and graft, including conduct that predates Hunter Biden joining their board. Western diplomats in Kyiv tell our reporters on the ground, Michael Birnbaum and David Stern, that despite the intense pressure from the White House, Zelensky appears unlikely to give in. Zelensky, who was a comedian and entertainer before getting elected president, promised Ukrainians he could finally deliver on the hopes of the 2014 revolution that only partially drove out Ukraine's old guard. Many citizens thought judges still could be bought by the highest bidder. They hated having to pay regular bribes for driver's licenses or construction permits. Now, half a year into Zelensky's tenure and just three months into his control of parliament, he's tried to move as quickly as possible in his anti-corruption counterpunches, fearful that he has only a limited amount of time before his political capital slips away. Ukraine's parliament did vote to strip members of parliament of immunity from prosecution. That's a big deal. Anti-corruption activists who clashed with Zelensky's predecessor say they're surprised and they finally feel movement within a system that has long resisted meaningful change. But there's a long history of dashed expectations from people who come in as reformers. And given that, some Western diplomats and activists say the truest test of whether Zelensky's efforts will endure will simply be time. And some big questions remain unresolved, including Zelensky's relationship with one of Ukraine's richest men, Ihor Kolomysky whose television stations helped fuel his rise, and who's now demanding the return of his banking empire that was nationalized back in 2016. Zelensky's chief of staff used to work for Kolomysky, 
and so did Zelensky. Will the oligarch get what he wants? We'll see. Ukraine's previous president, Petro Poroshenko, was a candy oligarch who had built his own business and was greeted with caution by the activists who took to the streets in late 2013 and early 2014 to demand clean government and European integration from the Russian-friendly president, Viktor Yanukovych. Although Poroshenko overhauled the gas sector and made other key changes during his early months in office, he ultimately disappointed many reformers by appointing a series of prosecutors general whom Western diplomats believed to be corrupt. Poroshenko also broke a campaign promise to sell his candy empire if he was elected. In other impeachment inquiry news, White House counsel Pat Cipollone told the House Judiciary Committee in a five-page letter last night that Trump will not participate in its first impeachment hearing on Wednesday. Cipollone said the invitation from Chairman Jerry Nadler, a Democrat from New York, does not begin to provide the president with any semblance of a fair process. He didn't rule out participating in future hearings, but he asked Nadler to detail his plans for the upcoming proceedings, including whether he'll allow further testimony and cross-examination of fact witnesses, among them those who already testified before the House Intelligence Committee. Cipollone also said Republicans should be able to call additional witnesses. On Sunday, on the shows, Democrats called on the White House to cooperate, suggesting an innocent person would have no problem testifying. But there is a conflict inside the House GOP over the extent to which Trump and his congressional defenders ought to engage, even as Republicans signal that they'll continue their aggressive campaign to delegitimize the process as corrupt and unfair. Speaking on Fox News Sunday, Doug Collins of Georgia, the top Republican on the Judiciary Committee, said he understood why the White House would want to skip the Wednesday hearing, calling it just another rerun covering ground already surveyed in previous hearings. Members of the House Intelligence Committee will review the completed draft of their report detailing their findings from the investigation into the Ukraine conduct by the president, and then they'll vote tomorrow on party lines to formally transmit their report to the Judiciary Committee, which will then release it to the public. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 wherever you get your podcasts.